welcome back to the Black Techies Podcast, where Black culture meets the world of technology. I'm your host, David, and as you can see, hopefully, uh, if this video is recording, uh, we're doing video again. So we haven't done video since uh, two years ago when Black Panther came out. So we're back. We're going to try to do this every podcast to kind of have a video and an audio component for our podcast. So, you know, you can kind of not just hear us interact, but you can see us interact. You can see, you know, when people make those side eyes, you know, whenever someone says somehow that iPhone is better than Android or vice versa, whatever, you can see it and react to it. Right. So um, before we start some housekeeping, um, as always, if you want anything to do with the Black Techies, go to our website, theblacktechies.com. Uh, follow us on Twitter, at theblacktechies, and of course, facebook.com slash theblacktechies. Uh, you'll definitely find some interesting content, especially recently, involving 5G and the recent coronavirus. <laughs> we might get into that later. But uh, but without further ado, well, as, as, as before I introduce our guest, we have Herb, on he, Herb here, at least on my left. Uh, what's going on, man? Uh, COVID-19 blues, bro. Yeah. COVID-19 blues. As always. Stir crazy, man. Um, yeah, just as a caveat before we really get started. Um, that 5G article says a lot. It, it I mean, we got, how many, how many hits do we get on that article? So, wait, before you, so as a, as a bit of background, so I posted a, an article on our website called, yeah, <laughs> it's called, uh, what was it? How uh, how 5G causes COVID-19 and why uh, it's for population control, right? And so it was meant as a clickbait article on purpose so that when you click it and you read the article, you're like, oh, it doesn't cause, 5G doesn't cause COVID-19. But, you know. It was like that, Call of Duty. It was like a Call of Duty free-for-all. Oh, my God. So, so we posted that. And I think right now uh, it's around over 6,000 views. For that one article, one article. <laughs> I'm like, wow, that is the most that we've ever had ever in the history of our of our uh, little organization or whatever. But uh, but it, it it's, it's sad and hilarious at the same time because you have people who are just gung ho about some 5G and somehow the radiation makes our cells weaker and that somehow causes COVID 19. And I'm like, that. That's not how yeah. cellular works. <laughs> <laughs> Man, it's just, it was, yeah. I, I mean, I'm, I'm burning brain cells just thinking about that comment section right now. Yeah, it's yeah. Just... If, if you, it's, it's on, our, it's on our, our Facebook page. So if you, if you get a chance, go to Facebook.com slash The Black Techies Podcast. That's what it is. I actually changed it. <laughs> Facebook.com slash The Black Techies Podcast. Scroll down and you'll see our article and you'll see like 100 comments. I don't know what it is. But, oh, I, don't, I think it's like 50 comments or something like that and like grab a coffee or something like you might want something to to... (laughs) but uh all right but all right getting into the the actual meat we have here on the show miss tech me out herself uh we're we're trying to do a a a series called the black techie spotlight where every month i interview a prominent black content creator and uh last last month we had kevin the tech ninja kevin nether and this month we have Check me out. And ma'am, thank you for coming on our show. Thank you for your thank time. You. And just you, uh, before, <laughs> yes. Yes. just I uh, guess to start off, just kind of tell us a little bit about yourself and all that, you know, where you went to school, where you're from, all that kind of stuff. Cool. Um, well, 
on YouTube. I'm known as Tech Me Out. Basically, uh, what I do is cover a lot of tech content, and I like to kind of phrase it as covering it like a conversation versus a presentation because I like a like laid back approach to talking about technology. Um, I try to break it down so it's easy or easier to understand. <laughs> um, but I like to talk about tech from unboxings to the best apps to even the tech in cars. Um, I try to really diversify, I guess, the type of tech things that I cover, smart home products, best on Amazon deals, things like that. Um, so that's basically what I do on YouTube. Um, I went to um, Elizabeth City State University. That's the college that I went oh, to. Oh, and HBCU. So, uh, yeah. Yes, sir. HBCU. Yeah. Yes, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I went there. I majored in psychology. Um, and then I went back to school um, and got my master, uh, my master's in instructional technology with the um, specialization in the corporate sector. But it's crazy because I use the degrees, but I don't use the degrees <laughs> because this is what I do full time now. Right. So psychology yeah. is the study of the mind. So study in the mind, I guess, to figure out, <laughs> you know, how to best talk to people, I guess, when it comes to this type of stuff, which mixes in with the instructional technology, because you learn the learning style of your student. So it's indirectly involved, but <laughs> so yeah, uh, there's that. <laughs> yeah, that's I guess the <laughs> the, the, the long and yeah. short of it. The long and short of it. Yeah. No, that's that's good. We always like to see people as uh, uh, fellow HBC products out here so uh you you you'll definitely get love from us when it comes to like, all of us i think went to an hbcu so yeah you always get love from from uh as far as that i went to two of them so uh <laughs> i mar marched at one both herb and i were uh we're in the marching band at our respective school so uh yeah i was in a marching and, band in high school no <laughs> i didn't do college yeah. oh man yeah and that's um and that's kind of how like i said uh we kind of had prior, you know, experience dealing with each other uh, before, you know, this whole tech thing is, you know, there was a, you know, a small, um, very, very substantial, you know, online community called the fifth quarter that we, that we really, you know, uh, that we really crossed paths at, you know, you know, quick shout out to Christy Walker out there. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> you, you know, the, I'm sure she'll watch this. But, um, yeah, I mean, it, I, I can't. You know, I'm a I'm a big fan of your work, and oh, you. you know, it's a you know, any, anytime I get a chance to you know do you know see unboxings or I'm perusing YouTube, and I run across your work, it's like wow, man, her her stuff is just mad polished and it's just mm -hmm. it's it's just on point, you know, and it's not yeah, and it's not, you know, it's not a whole bunch of um, it's not just a whole bunch of jargon just tossed together. Mm -hmm. You know, it's a very, it's very, it's very relatable, and it's it's very easy for people to listen to. And I, you know, I'll be, you know, I'll take this time to just say, hey, man, you you just, it's on point. It's really good Aww. stuff. Thank you so much. That that means a lot because that's that's what I strive for. And it's one thing to aim to deliver it, but then to hear someone state and how you're delivering that, I, I greatly appreciate that. Cause I, well, that's, that's what I strive to do there. <laughs> well, I will say that me and Herb aren't the only ones. I think I think someone is nominated for a Shorty Award. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. 
if you all don't know yeah. the shorty awards are like uh what are they they're like <laughs> they're like uh awards for like content creation and video uh video and maybe podcast i, I forgot yeah but uh so yes you are nominated i think like is it like up best upcoming or something like that uh i remember seeing it on your website and i was like yeah, oh that's right nominated. she is nominated for shorty <laughs> um, yeah. i think it was last year i was nominated for uh best upcoming youtuber or you know no, 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 no. What was it? I forgot the title. But it was like best <laughs> upcoming YouTuber of the year or something like that. But I was in the category with like some heavy hitters. Mm. Like, I think Peter McKinnon was oh, in there. Oh, yeah. Wow. Will Smith. I'm like, what? Like, That's cheating. I swear. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my God, I'm in the category with these guys. <laughs> yeah. You know, so I felt, I felt, I felt very honored. Um, I had no idea that I guess anyone, I don't know how the Shorty Awards awards work in terms of how you're nominated but i didn't even know that i i was in a position to be nominated or that anybody viewed me as a potential nominee so to to get that notification i believe um jacqueline from nothing but tech was the one that told mm. me because i had no idea <laughs> really? they didn't I even get like, you know send you a, any any mail email, email something no. a dm <laughs> I found that, no. after Bro. she told me i was like let me go check my email i didn't find anything in my email but she sent me the link because at first when she told me, I was like, no way, because I didn't get an email about this. Mm. And when I followed the link and I read the page and I saw that it was the actual website, I was like, no, this, this checks out mm. <laughs> like, this legit right now. So I was, I was really shocked. And I just, even to this day, I still feel honored. I didn't get like to the final round, but just to be nominated was a privilege in itself. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's pretty good. Um, yeah. So I guess the I guess to keep it yeah. somewhat somewhat structured, uh, me and Herb I guess can take turns asking respective questions if we uh if he, if he comes up. So I'll I'll start off um which is it's it's a question that I'm sure you get all the time, but uh, I gotta mm-hmm. ask it. The name check me out. How did you how did you come yeah. up with that? Oh, that's so crazy, man. I I really don't remember the like what the thought process was. I know I was talking to one of my friends and, and we were talking about names, but like. I don't know. I guess I just did it. I know I always say, like, it's a spin on Check Me Out, but I don't really remember, like, how it became Check Me Out. <laughs> but, uh, I'm sorry. Because <laughs> I know it's kind of a bland answer, but I don't remember the backstory. Just, like, talking about it with my friend, but I don't remember, the, like, the, the details of the conversation. Mm-hmm. So, but, yeah. Check Me Out was just a play on the words Check Me Out. <laughs> no, that's, that's... I mean, I... I... For me, it's it's pretty, well, not flashy, but it's creative. So I mean, I, who else would have thought about who? I don't. I've never seen anyone use that phrase like that. Yeah. So I mean, it's yeah. unique to you, and only and, you know. So whenever whenever someone thinks about check me out, they're always going to think about you because you know you're the one who thought of it. And as a side mm-hmm. note, for all those who are watching or listening. Like right now, while you're like while you're listening, open up open up a new tab in Chrome or Firefox, or whatever, and type in the Black Techies. Just type in the Black Techies. Guess yes. who's going to be the number one, two, three, four, and fifth hit? Yep. So. <laughs> yes, sir. I'm just saying. Yeah. We kind of have a, a now now we just need to trademark that name. Yes. Okay. Like yesterday. Right. Uh, we need yeah, to go ahead yesterday. and trademark it. I have a yeah. plan for doing that, by the way. That's that's coming. That's coming this year, hopefully. But uh, that's coming. Uh, I'm just trying to get you know get our ducks in a row as far as starting an LLC and all that kind of stuff. So and then right now it's kind of hard because, like, 
no one's open <laughs> because like i don't know if yeah, the state is yeah. like processing those kind of things right now but so i don't know that is true that's well, a good question well me and dave so. well me and dave um work in the federal sector at, on, on some level uh so it's like you know we're having to deal with the closures you know mm-hmm. regardless of whether we're teleworking or, or what agency we work with and so it's like you know, just trying to get something, get a, a specific answer to a specific question is a challenge. So, yeah, it, it you know, we probably won't have an answer to that, you know, once un, until this this whole thing blows over. Mm-hmm. But but um, one question I wanted to, I, you know, that immediately came to mind when I found out that we were going to be interviewing the famous Tech Me Out Y'all. was just, <laughs> was, just yeah, was just, yeah, was just. You know, how how would you describe your process in getting started in content creation? Because a lot of us, myself and Dave included, you know, have kind of flown kind of by the seat of our pants mm-hmm. <laughs> trying to get <Basically>. started. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, and, you know, trying to figure out what platforms to go to start with or whether we should just stay with a podcast or just a whole number of things that, you know, um, that challenges that content creators normally face. You know, right. what was your what was your process? You know, how how did you come to, you know, be as diversified in terms of how you reach audiences? Um, for me, I started on YouTube, and I started when I um, jailbroke my phone actually, mm-hmm. and um, I was doing like of a course. lot of, you know, things around that and just apps. So I was definitely more software driven in the beginning. Um, but then I started to feel kind of like, I guess I was in a box. Like I wanted to talk about more than that cause I was passionate about more than that. Mm-hmm. So I then started pushing tech into it. And then if you're not familiar with like how jailbreaking is like, you can't really do much until they figure out a way to modify the software version that you're on. So because it was like a waiting process sometimes for me to make videos around that, I started to feel really limited. Like I definitely want to cover other things. So I'm not just waiting on the next update or the next, you know, thing for me to jailbreak for me to cover. So I started doing more tech products and I started liking that more. And so I eventually just merged fully into that. But um, I started doing those things, but the passion was always there. I always loved technology. I've always loved videography and photography, but it wasn't until I started doing YouTube that videography took you know the, the the top level of things that i was pursuing at that time because photography was it and graphic design but in doing youtube you definitely got to learn your video production you got to learn how to film you got to learn how to edit all of that mm-hmm. so i i actually enjoyed it a lot and um i started from there so it allowed me to take a lot of my passions that i wasn't sure how to make into a career mm-hmm. eventually evolve into one because it was originally a hobby and I had a job and everything, and I was like, I don't think I'll quit. You know, I, I think I like doing YouTube on the side. But then as I started making more content and realizing the difference between liking what you do and loving what you do, I was like, it's, it's time to make that those steps towards being you know, a full-time content creator because I was really passionate and still really passionate about it. So that's kind of how it started, just having a love for technology and a love for things that are involved to, to capture that and um finding a safe space <laughs> right to right. do it all so yeah it just kind of came about from there yeah. that, that kind of leads me to my to my question now what do you think is the 
the hardest part about being a YouTuber or just a content creator in general? I mean, a lot of I, I know some of the things that we've come in. Some of the problems we faced was number one, try, uh, finding time because all of us yes. have families. Yes. I have a wife and a, and a daughter, mm-hmm. so it's like <laughs> Herb has a daughter. <laughs> uh, uh, all, in fact, all of our panel members have children, or at least most of them have wow. children. So mm-hmm. it's like finding time and then yeah. uh, what to talk about, making sure that the content is mm-hmm. is not just there, but that is quality and that's the thing and herb yeah. actually mentioned that when he talked about how fond he was of your channel is the quality mm-hmm. you know we watch mm-hmm. people like mkbhd and uh your average consumer like all those people they have really good video production and that matters and that yeah. that kind of what that keeps people hooked you know it's not yes. some janky you know <laughs> some vi- yeah, some janky yeah. video for the now there is a certain charm to that i will admit like uh, uh like Flo- like flossy carter he's not like yeah. flossy isn't janky but because his yeah. his videos are so direct and it's like it's just yeah. him giving you what he thinks at that moment it's that's what's appealing that's that's his thing right. right so you don't have to have you know super overproduced videos but at the same time people appreciate thought and time that's spent in video production so i guess like yeah. yes what are the <laughs> yeah what are the i guess the you know the the pitfalls you've had as far as being a youtuber and I would definitely, like you said, it, it consistency, which result, which revolves around time. Um, I know when I first started YouTube, I was working on my masters. I was working um, full time, so it was just like for me, it was a lot. And YouTube did get pushed to the back burner. Like I would go weeks, sometimes months, without uploading a video. Mm. Um, but I would yeah. definitely say consistency, because consistency does drive results. So when I did start becoming more consistent, I did notice, you know a different view count, sub count, even drive from myself when I was being more consistent than I had been. So consistency, I always say you got to be relentless um, simply because it is a very saturated platform right now. So you have a lot of people doing the same thing. And sometimes your videos perform the way you want. Sometimes they don't. And even today for me, sometimes it it can be discouraging when you put so much time and effort into a video and it's not received the way that you want it to be received or the way you thought it would be received. So it can be discouraging, but you gotta use that as ammo to like keep pushing, to be relentless. Cause it's, it makes you wanna quit. It makes you wanna be like, man, I'm gonna just stop. I'm gonna just take some time away. But you yeah. wanna be relentless. You wanna keep pushing. But I, I, I'm the type, I'm, I like quality. I am a perfectionist. <laughs> <laughs> um, and even after putting videos out some time, I'm like, dang, I could have did this better. So, but I like quality, but I really feel like the content has to be there because I always say like you have some of these phones that are like unreleased and you get that random person that gets the phone is this like crappy photo or crappy video but people watch it because they care about the message they want to see that phone right. you know they don't care how it looks as long as they get a little peek at it they're like alright I'm gonna look so I feel like it's kind of a similar space with YouTube you want your message to be so powerful that people can overlook some of the quality that you may feel that is not there and then at the same time, sometimes if you are like a perfectionist, the quality might be there. You're just being your own worst critic, you know? Right. Um, so I would definitely, I always tell like my friends and stuff that are trying to get into YouTube, focus on what you, what do you want to be known for? When somebody says, oh yeah, I like, you know, such and such. Or like if they say, well, I like Tech Me Out. Why do you like Tech Me Out? What do you want to be known for? What do you want to, you know, be that, that resource for? online why do they say they like you what do you want to attach to your name and 
yeah, quality is going to be there, but you definitely want to have a message, a reason for them to hit subscribe, a reason for them to come back. What is it about your channel that makes you so unique? Outside of the, outside of the video production, what do you bring as a person on camera that makes me want to keep watching you? Right. And, and that's basically what I, I kind of try to focus on and take into account when I make videos. <laughs> no, that's good. That's yeah. good. That's very sound advice, especially for even even for us. I mean, we've been doing this for three years, but we can we could definitely stand for consistency <laughs> in our uh, in our. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, uh, yeah, just to kind of piggyback off of what Dave just put out. I mean, consistency for us. Whew. Yeah. Only thing I can tell you, you know, we're. I mean. I mean, the janky promoter reference that Dave made earlier for our first couple of podcasts, man. Eh, you know, it's just like, you know, just putting the podcast together with bubblegum. And it's just ah, like, yeah, yeah. And but, you know, the the big thing about it is, you know, we really um, we're really passionate about it, about, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. the, the space that we occupy and the fact that, you know, there's a tight-knit community of black creators yeah. that are out there mm -hmm. and the fact that we got a chance to actually start you know a building something and seeing how people were receptive to it that was really um you know that was really eye-opening especially for me yeah, yeah. you know because yeah um I, I mean just seeing you know both of us work in technology for a living mm -hmm. and you know just seeing how different that feeling was as opposed to working for a boss or working for an agency or, 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 uh, or another entity, you know, mm -hmm. that I think that's one of the, that's one of the real joys that we both have gotten, you know, all of our, you know, all of our uh, members have gotten from doing mm -hmm. the podcast. Yeah. Um, one, now there's one question that we kind of touched on in your, in your response earlier, um, mm -hmm. in terms of feedback. Now, We've had our we've had our run-ins with trolls. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we've had oh our definitely. With trolls. Um, yeah. This this last article we just put out. Ooh, yeah, yeah, they just came out the woodwork for that one. But how? I mean, how bad has it gotten? Um, oh. And some of your experiences with you know some of the more negative aspects of it, and how did you yeah. deal? Yeah, that's a good I question. I would yeah. say yes. Yeah, that's, that's a really good one because. I had more of that, I would say, in the beginning, um, why I don't know, but I would go online and I would see the N-word, I'd see the B-word, I would see things where even if they weren't cursing at me, they'd say, like, disrespectful things, like, go, why aren't you in the kitchen making a sandwich, or stereotype, like, why aren't you doing a, a makeup channel, so I, for me, like, sometimes it is those moments where I, you might have seen people say it where you see the good comments you're like okay cool 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 and then you see the bad comment and that's when you go like hammering at the keyboard because you yeah. feel like you got to defend yourself but I've gotten to the point where I just try to ignore um I'm a quick delete block <laughs> <laughs> you ain't got time for that mess but if I see it you know it's quicker and easier for me to delete and block someone than it is for them to make another account to leave a negative comment you know um, and I'm not going to say I do it every time, but if I happen to see one and I don't like it, that's typically my response. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> so, you know, you just kind of take it in stride. Um, just know, you know, what they're saying isn't true. Sticks and stones may break. My <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, type of attitude. <laughs> take it back to elementary school. Right. But, uh, 
But yeah, I just I just try to overlook it. But you know, like anybody, sometimes you know words will get to you, especially if you having a sensitive moment or whatever like that. Or they they say something that you like, dang, I did kind of think that, you know. But just you know, keep pushing. Keep, don't let it get you. That's how you know you're doing something right. You got somebody hating. Right, yeah. right. <laughs> you know, you know, it's that that kind of leads into my 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 next question. So, like I said before, the reason why we made the Black Techies was to kind of mm-hmm. create a platform for Black people to just kind of come together, talk about the latest tech, gaming. Like we, there's a lot of gamers in our in our little group. Um, yeah. Uh, just geeky stuff like like I said we talked about Black Panther we talked about uh, we had a whole episode just for the uh, the last season of, of Game of Thrones so like mm-hmm. these are all stuff that you don't normally see especially in the tech world maybe gaming right, right. and maybe in the in the anime space or whatever but tech specifically like who else do you know gets around and talks about iPhones and, and Android phones like who does that <laughs> so <laughs> it's a very very small space that what you're yeah. saying that it's, it's a good space to have though because I know like I love technology and I have a cousin that loves technology and we would literally sit for hours and talk about you know the latest devices software and all of that but I couldn't have that conversation with everybody you know but because he understood and I understood, you know, how we felt about tech. It was good to have somebody to talk to about that, you know. So it's, it's nice that you have this. Right, <laughs> right. So so yeah. then my question would be, have you faced any kind of, I won't say opposition, but like mm-hmm. negative feedback from the black community itself? Because a lot of times, so I don't know, like, I don't know if, if this was you in, in like elementary school or middle school or high school where, you know, you have the cool kids, quote unquote, but then you have the nerds, you know, that <laughs> we're all into the technology. Mm-hmm. Although now nowadays nerd culture is celebrated now. Ha. Huh? But yeah. uh it's our time to shine. But like yeah. did you when you started doing this, did you ever run into people who are like, you know, why like you know, why why are you talking about tech like tech? Like you know, is that something that's, that could I don't know. That's a good question. I, I honestly didn't. Honestly, every person that you know well not I would say I, I want to say everyone because I can't recall anyone, you know, being negative. Like you're saying, like this, this a you know a black person mm-hmm. still like saying, "Hey, why are you doing tech?" Right, you right. You know, instead of no, I, I haven't had. If anything, they're very fascinated, they're very impressed. Uh, a lot of support, a lot of support. So I can't, I can't say that I have had. That's a good thing. I never really thought about that. Hmm. But that's a really good thing to be able to say. I haven't had any negative backlash there. That's yeah. good. So that, yeah. that actually kind of motivates me in a way. So earlier today, we were, we were having, not a debate per se, but I was asking, like, well, you know, I was like, are you sure you all don't want to make this make this into a gaming podcast? And so, because, uh, yeah. like, it seems, at least yeah. in the black community, there's yeah. a lot of enthusiasm for gaming. You know, you talk about Madden or oh, 2K, yeah. people come out the woodworks, right? <laughs> but you talk mm-hmm. about, you know, oh, the uh, uh, I, I just wrote a, wrote a um, an article a few hours ago. Google's about to, or Google's allegedly trying to make their own chip for their for the for the Pixel. You know, just like Apple does for the for their yeah. A series. But mm-hmm. like, who talks about that? <laughs> so it's like yeah. it's it's. It's encouraging to know that you haven't faced any like yeah. internal opposition, and that yeah. you've asked you you've actually gotten uh, you know kudos and support. So that yeah. makes me feel that all right. As long as we keep doing this and getting the word out, you know, mm-hmm. we can 
continue building that support. I mean, we have a limited amount of, of followers, but uh, oh, we just yeah, passed five. Yeah. We just passed oh, five hundred oh, oh, views. Said, you said unlimited. Oh no! <laughs> oh no! No, I wish it was unlimited, uh, but uh, yeah, I wish. Get unlimited. Yeah, yeah, we have yeah. we have a limited amount of viewers, right, or or listeners yeah. right now. But yeah. we did just pass five hundred likes on our Facebook page, so yeah, <laughs> slow but. <laughs> Yeah, that's not counting that lone cat from Saudi Arabia that keeps on popping up on <laughs> Google Analytics. You always the bots. <laughs> there, there's something else. There's yeah. something else. It's it's yeah. interesting that you bring that up though because it's like when I think about the comment section, you know, I can't tell the ethnicity of people unless they basically say, say it, it. You right. know, um, but I know some people have made comments and they're like, "I've never seen a black woman doing tech." I instantly subscribed or. It's so good to see, you know, someone black doing tech instantly subscribe. I'll see comments like that. Um, and some, I don't, I, I, yeah, like I said, I don't know the race of all of them, but yeah, that's that's typically what I've seen. Um, oh, and sorry to take it back a little bit. No, you, you get your it. Earlier question. Um, I forgot something else that I do to help with negative comments is I block certain words. Mm. Like when I, uh, I set up a filter. Like when I did start seeing that I was getting the B word and the N word, I went ahead and and blocked it. So like certain terms can't even be typed. Of course, people will probably figure a way around it, but once right. again, it's easier for me to add that into the filter, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, than it is for them to try to figure out another way to write it. Like that's a lot of effort to, t- you know, yeah. on the other person's end to try to be that negative. But I think it's easier for you to combat against it than it is for them to continue to try to feed it. Mm-hmm. It definitely has to be a mission. <laughs> yeah. Right, right. Now, you know. Now now there's um now there's one thing that, you know, and I think Dave kinda touched on it a little bit uh just a minute ago, uh when we were you know, he was de- describing our, our passionate debate off off camera about, you know, whether or not we were gonna develop a gaming channel or not. Um I think one of the things that I've always had questions about in terms of, you know, content content creators in our space is, you know, how, you know, what level of fellowship there is in terms of, you know, supporting, you know, your own create, you know, supporting people that are in your space, you know, as creators and, you know, partnerships or thing or just general things in terms of just getting the message out that we're here. and we've got quality stuff to show you. Cause I've noticed that in other aspects, particularly in YouTube, um, where we see, you know, uh, content creative co- content creators of color. Like for example, the first thing that comes to mind when I when I think of content creators of color that aren't in our space are folks like Jahan Jones, All Deaf Digital, and all those guys that do a yeah. whole bunch of comedy and a whole bunch of um, really, really diverse entertainment content that's out there and you know have you had any interactions with those guys in terms of them seeing your product and you know those guys reaching out to you or vice versa or just in general when you see you know people you know that fit that fit our niche you know supporting each other you mean like other black people that might be doing something but it's not tech kind of deal but they know of my channel is that what you mean yeah. Um. Yes and no. Um. Both tech and those outside of tech. So. Okay. Um. Yeah. I. I feel like those that I have came across have been supportive. I've actually one. Um. 
YouTuber in particular, I knew I like I loved her content, and um, I on a whim I was like, oh, let me go follow her on Instagram. And I had been watching her channel for a while, and I just realized, oh my god, I just never followed her on Instagram. <laughs> so I went on Instagram to follow her, and when I was about to tap follow, I saw follow back. I was like, oh, she knows who I am. You know, it was one of those moments. Like it felt good because I loved her content, and then to see that she was already like following me up there, and then. I ended up messaging messaging her about that, and she was like, "Yeah, I love your content." And it was just like it was very, you know, it felt very good because it's like, "Oh, I love your content too." So I have ran across other people of color that are in the tech field or out of the tech field, and it's it's been support. Um, so yeah, I'd say I'd say it is, or it's also those that are just like you tell them what you're doing is like okay. And it's just that's it, you know, because mm-hmm. <laughs> they're just not naturally into technology like that. Mm-hmm. So, but I wouldn't say I have received any kind of negative type of feedback or response. That's good. Mm-hmm. That's good. Mm-hmm. So on the uh, on the, I guess the, to kind of go back to the more of the YouTube part of it. Um, so you know, a lot of people they'll start off on YouTube. They'll they'll have success and then they'll start getting things from companies so my my question is how do you manage your business relationships with companies that give you things and uh because that's one thing i've always been interested in uh, i follow um uh i'm a, I'm a big support a big supporter of uh, michael fisher mr mobile and at the end of his videos he always says that this company did not have any kind of editorial control yeah. over this and they're seeing this at the same time you see it so he says that in every mm-hmm. single video which is mm-hmm. good it, it, it gives his ethical uh, stance, right? So, how yeah. do you how do you manage those business relationships, and and how do you keep from being a shill, quote unquote? I guess I don't know. Or is there a, or or is there a is there a time and place for being a quote unquote ad versus reviews, objective reviews? Okay, can you elaborate on that last part again? So like, like when you said in terms of being an ad versus a review. So like, so like some people will take ad money to like unbox a product or something like that but they won't review it they'll just they'll they'll be paid by the company to simply unbox it but to to do a review they won't take any paid any money to do a review they'll take mm-hmm. the device but not any money money is an exchange for a review so like i guess well i, I, I guess I, I didn't really have to say all that i guess my main question is how do you manage your business relationships with the companies who might want to feature their products on your channel i i try to keep an open line of communication <clears throat> and i try to be transparent with them and what i do and how i cover my content like i like to sometimes brands will give you um things that they feel are important to know about their device um but at the same time when it comes to your audience it's up to you as an influencer to know or content creator, whatever you want to call it, it's up to you to know what is best for your audience in terms of the message. How do I relay this? Are they going to care about what they just mentioned is important to them as a brand and finding that middle ground of this is what you want, this is how my audience is, and this is how I review content, and finding that happy medium. So I I like to communicate um, and keep that communication line open and being a bit transparent in terms of like what I seek to do with the, the product review or... I, I I never I guess I never really thought about ad versus review, um, but but yeah I think as long as you're being honest Not with front, your audience yeah. in terms of what you think about the product that's what matters because you know you have some of those 
they'll watch videos in the moment they see it sponsored they're just influenced to think that you know I guess what you're saying is a lie about the product mm-hmm. or that you're hyping it up or it just it just devalues everything you have to say sometimes so for some people when they say it's sponsored but I think when you built up that trust with your audience they know that you're not going to talk about anything that you don't truly believe in and truly like yourself you're not going to steer them wrong because in being in this space as well you are a trusted voice Mm -hmm. and once you lose that trust you have in essence kind of like messed up your brand and it might be hard to revive some have done that and they've been able to revive or sustain their brand and some have not um so i think it's all based upon your relationship with your audience at the end of the day when it comes to talking to the brand and figuring out what's the best way to get the message across to your audience but as long as you're being honest up front i feel like it's easier for your audience to process that it's a a sponsored video but you're still going to have some that is like nah I don't like it because it's sponsored oh you're a sellout you know right and and to those listening or watching I'm I'm not saying that there's that there's anything wrong with a sponsored post I would love to someone to sponsor us like (laughs) Uh, like I personally use Audible, so like Amazon. If you're listening, like I will sponsor. I will. <laughs> I will. Right. Uh, like I. I so and that's another thing that I think is important. A lot of people sp- are accept sponsorships for products that they already use, like Squarespace and Audible and stuff like that. They already use it, so it's easy to say, yeah, you mm-hmm. use this product because I use it personally. I used it before they even asked me to sponsor it, right? Right. So, right. <laughs> so it's, it's, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. I guess. Uh, for for someone who wants to get to a point where we we were able to manage good relationships with with other uh, companies and, and business entities, I, I, w- I was just curious as to your your uh, your thoughts behind that and how to manage those relationships. Because if you're new and coming up and you get that you know you get that sponsorship money, you're like, okay, what do I do with this? Yeah. Am I supposed to like how do you how do I handle this from an ethical point of view? I guess yeah. so. Yeah, keep that communication line open. You know, talk to the brand like, oh, this is what you want to pay. What do you seek? What what is your vision for this content coverage? They tell you basically what's the creative concept, or you could give them the creative concept before they have the opportunity to, and you just find a middle ground. It's it's kind of like, and it's hard to say, but it's like. It's like having a client of any kind, whether you are a fitness trainer or you're a chef or whatever. It's just finding that middle ground between the person that's paying you and what the service that you're about to render and just keeping that that communication line open. And I think either you're going to find that you can get along and and come to a happy meeting or you're going to find, hey, our our views are just too different. This isn't going to work, you know. Mm. So just, yeah, open and honest for sure. All right. Or you so, got any? Uh, go ahead. Yeah, I got. Yeah, I got one. All right. This is more of a. This is more of a hypothetical. Well, not. A, it's still a question, but you know, it's first thing come to mind type of question. So, mm-hmm. let's say you're sitting down at your desk, and you crack up and crack open your laptop, and you're perusing YouTube. What's the first? click that you'll take in terms, of con- <laughs> in terms of content that you're that you're interested in watching you mean like what am i searching for first mm-hmm. oh, that's a really good question all right when i get on youtube it typically has me on the home tab by default mm. and generally up there something piques my interest and i've gotten in the habit lately of especially adding things to watch later um 
but it all depends on my mood. Like sometimes I'm in a learning mood or I want to mm. be inspired and I want to like get that motivation. So I'll watch something that teaches me something, whether that be like how to improve your final cut for a workflow, which is what I used to edit or, you know, a lens or a camera or something <clears throat> like that. But I will say a lot of the channels that I watch and I'm subscribed to are tech based. I don't have a lot of vlog channels. I have a couple, but <laughs> most of my content is definitely tech. Mm. Tech and video. Um, yeah. I don't I don't watch a lot. I don't watch as much entertainment on YouTube as, as some probably. <laughs> yeah, yeah, actually, now that I think of it, I don't think I do either. <laughs> I, yeah, yeah, I, 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 I do. <laughs> drawn out for me like i don't know like I, a lot of channels that i do happen to like get in my home feed or run across by accident there'd be like prank channels and they're funny but like i just feel they're so drawn out oh my god i just feel like <laughs> get to the prank already <laughs> you yeah know, I, I just don't have the patience but i was telling one of my friends i was like i think based upon your niche on youtube your audience is almost conditioned to watch it a certain way I think those that watch vlogs and pranks are used to longer videos. They're used to that type of style. And when you're watching tech videos, you're used to a certain type of presentation. You know what I mean? It's more formal yeah. sometimes. Um, it's more informational. It's You might get a little humor. You might get a little entertainment, but you're more so going to learn. And you're kind of expecting the format to be a certain way. But with vlogs, it's just a little bit more raw, candid. It's like you're conditioned to receive it. Does, does that make sense a little bit? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, okay, I'm making sure. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I I've wondered that because I know my you know my playlist on YouTube is all over the place, and whether oh, it's good. I mean, it's just like everything from you know from from SharePoint SharePoint coding and design to oh, wow. you know you know uh, Mobile Suit Gundam that type of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it's yeah. all over. It's all over. That, the place. That's good. That's you that know. helps though. That that's good that it is like that because then you diversify what you are consuming, which I yeah. think reflects in what you create. Um, you take a little piece from everything, but uh, I, I'm subscribed to more than tech channels, but definitely not tech. <laughs> yeah. So let me uh do be a little bit more more fun. Um, okay. So as you know, like most of us are gamers. So like for people who don't follow you who, who who or who aren't familiar with you are you are you a gamer do you are you a PC gamer console gamer mobile gamer you don't care about games at all I don't know <laughs> Ah that's a really good question I used to be really heavy in my eyes into gaming <laughs> and it was a game <laughs> Cuz I'm the type that I don't know I like a game and I'll play that game a lot and I won't per se play a lot of other games um, and the game that I was really passionate about, and it's so old now, especially, was Black Ops. Um, I had oh man! Beach headset. People still play Black Ops. <laughs> yes, man. Yes, sir. Oh my God! Black I Ops, the old go-to. You know, and then um, I, I, my my job said it was different at that time. I had time to play, and um, then you know, you, you start entering into the work field, go from part time to full time, and you got school, and I just I stopped playing. But now, actually, what I'm mostly into is the Nintendo Switch, hmm. and you probably already know a game. Animal, Animal Crossing. Crossing. See? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I've never played it, though. I'm, I'm not one of those that's like, I don't have a, 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 
understanding of the game because I've never played the game before, but it's interesting. It's it's one of those it's like it's a tedious game because you're building everything. <laughs> but I found myself like I'm, I'm gonna go play my Switch, you know, like, and I'm sitting there playing. I was playing <laughs> a little earlier today, so it's it, that's my game of choice right now, Animal Crossing for sure. Is it because is it is it no look as many people have bought this game I don't really think I have the right to judge anyone <laughs> like Nintendo's gonna look at me like you see this you see oh, you yeah. see this balance sheet right here <laughs> yeah the Switch I mean, is sold out all over yeah I'm so glad I got my like white way back when it first came out because <laughs> you cannot find those the lights none of them it's just it's very fascinating I know the you know the climate of things has a large influence on that but still like. I was shocked. I, I, I don't know. I felt... I wrote a post about this on my personal yeah. <laughs> Facebook page. I was like, how is it... Like, are we that privileged that we can panic buy a $300 console? <laughs> like, just on the spot like that? Like, yeah. <laughs> but I guess... <laughs> I guess when you're about to be home, you're like, hey, this is an investment. <laughs> right. Now, to be fair, like, I, I, like, I have a daughter. So I definitely get... If you have kids, I, I get it. If you have children... Yeah. No, no, no judgment here. I get it. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely <laughs> so. not. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I can't even lean on that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I have no kids, so it's just like, it was just for me. <laughs> I mean, but it is one of those things that's good to buy for kids for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, you know, just to kind of, you know, add to what Dave was just, you know, uh, talking about in terms of gaming, I mean, just. When I think of that for me, I mean, I, I flash back to school. I flash back to, you know, you know, hanging with the room, hanging with the roommate and breaking breaking them off something, killer instinct, or, <laughs> or you know, you know, getting my money, getting my money after after band practice, <laughs> you know, in the stu- in the student center where you know playing Tekken or or killer instinct or whatever. And mm-hmm. I mean. You're absolutely right. You know, life hits, and then your focus in terms of gaming and time dedicated to it changes. Oh, now, yeah. now, given that we've been, you know, quarantined, you know, as a nation, we've had opportunities to revisit those childhood days. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, For sure. Yeah, because I mean, I mean, look, I sit in front of the console. I'm, you know, Call of Duty, Black Ops. Advanced Warfare, uh, FIFA. You know, I was really a big FIFA college basketball, college football guy too. Mm-hmm. You know, you know. Shout out to Ed O'Bannon. You know, for like putting us through the ringer, but you know, <laughs> thank you for going taking us to court. So that way, at least we, we have some hope to getting the games back again. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, I can I can really relate to that because that's good. You know, being you know caught up indoors now, it's just like okay, I get up. You know, sign in for work. Yeah, do work. <laughs> but you know, walk five walk is... five minutes to your desk. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Not even five minutes. Like, <laughs> yeah, roll, roll out of bed to my desk. Right. You know. And, yeah, and you know, when you're taking that break, I'm like, okay, bro, what, you know, what can I get popping on the console real quick <laughs> before mm-hmm. I get, yeah, you know, yeah, before I got to sign back in for work. So, yeah, I could really relate, and you know, this entire episode in terms of people having to disrupt their normal daily routines in terms of movement yeah. and travel has kind of put that into a different perspective. And 
Now, my question to you, um, you know, in regards to this, and this is, you know, just in complete relation to what's going on with COVID-19 and everything, mm -hmm. how has that changed how you go about your daily, you know, routines in terms of um, creating content or, you know, adhering to your, to your framework? Um, for me, I've always kind of shot most of my content at home. <clears throat> I wanted to get out more, but I just, I seem to run into the most issues when I step outside to try to do like the A roll, so to speak. So I might go out and do B roll, which is, you know, filming the product and stuff. But I mostly film my videos at home. But in reference to COVID and just the effect it's had on that, being that I filmed at home, it didn't change that much. But I would say, if anything, maybe sometimes my mood to want to create. Um, so I try to stay on top of what's going on with it but not have it like on all the time because it's it's draining energy wise and mentally and emotionally um and it, it sometimes will affect your your drive to create so i say if anything sometimes that would be what it it influences for me the motivation to want to sit down and film a video um just because everything feels so different whether you go out or not you know you just know in the back of your head what's going mm -hmm. on and so that would be the the main thing I would say. So I would I would to kind of add to that. <laughs> see, are, are you being a parent right now? No, but uh, <laughs> nah. no, 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 some of these Zoom conferences I've seen, that's not the worst I've seen. I, there's a video going around. I, I don't know why they recorded this and put this on the internet, but apparently one guy didn't realize his camera was on. He was like stark naked in the in the frame, like naked, naked, <laughs> like everything was being shown. <laughs> his coworkers were so embarrassed. But uh, I'm like, oh dude. So just as a quick note, if you're going to be on a video conference, please make sure you're. Please make sure that you know the state of your camera, whether it's on or off. Yes. And the framing, what is in frame. That's yes. too. You might have some background activity oh, yeah. going on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's, it's... that's crazy. <laughs> Yeah, sorry about that parental moment. No, no, you're good. But uh, <laughs> so just, uh, just uh, actually, this is probably, probably my last question. Um, so... You know, every year, you know, you go to, to all these events, uh, you know, uh, Apple's event and Google stuff and Samsung's mm -hmm. unpacked and all that kind of stuff. But obviously, because of the coronavirus, all of that stuff has been canceled, uh, including E3 yeah. and all of this stuff. So my question is, how else do you see the tech world affected by this pandemic, like for the rest of the year? Like, do you think that, you know, Apple's going to hold their event in September-ish or whenever? Or like, like I don't know. Do you th How do you think this is going to affect the tech world going forward? That's a good question, and it kind of loops me back to the previous one, too, a little bit, because that was another thing in terms of motivation to create. It's like, do I really talk about the tech you should buy during a time like mm, this? You know a, what I mean? Like, yeah. do, I, do I really do that? You know, it just was, I was conflicted. But I think at the same time, people like seeing that stuff still. Like, they want, they more people are consuming social media now. And so I think they, although it felt weird, I think they still wanted to see your thoughts and opinions on these things, but it's, it felt kind of weird talking about it or being upbeat about it and just excited. And meanwhile, this is going on, but in relation to how it'll play for the rest of the year, I know it seems like a lot of things are going online in terms of 
keynotes that we normally would physically go to. If anything, I think marketing strategies would be different um, from the keynotes on to just, I guess, how they would normally promote products. It's like they have to think differently um, and new and innovative ways to attract the audience. Mm -hmm. Social media is just at an all, all time high because that's how everybody's consuming so many things from entertainment to information. So I think capitalizing off of that and influencers um, in essence, and I don't know, it's gonna be interesting. I, I don't know, I just feel like they're gonna probably just continue to do virtual keynotes and press conferences yeah. that way. But I think they're still gonna roll out things. If anything, it might've shaped how things are now in reference to some of the keynotes that were probably planned physically but I think they're going to have a better game plan intact for the ones later this year. Because who knows when we're going back. And Oh, yeah. To, when I say going back, I mean, like, you know, stepping yeah. outside and traveling the way we used to. There's speculation is going to last until August. There's speculation is going to last until next year. I really so, hope it doesn't do that. Like, <laughs> my daughter, we're trying to put my daughter in a different school. And <laughs> I really don't want her to be doing distance learning. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So I think a lot of things are just going to be vert. What do y'all think? What do you think Tucker's going to look like from here? Um, I think, well, actually, hurry, go, go ahead if you want to. I mean, honestly, everything is so dependent on, you know, what our current uh, dude in the White House is going to do. And, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, um, not to, you know, go off on a tangent there, but, I mean, the fact that there's still a bit of a disjointed, you know, response in terms of how certain states are doing specific things to, you know, to, you know, to affect an effective response and, and try to kind of counteract what's going on on the fly. It's going to, it's hard. You know, if you're, you know, if you're on the East Coast and you're in one of the major hubs like New York or DC, you know, fortunately for us in the DC metro area, that's where me and Dave are at. Um, you know the governors. The governors are pretty much on the same page. You know the states. You know D.C. You know Maryland and Virginia. You know have always kind of worked as one entity when it comes to things relating to per, you know public safety, public health, those things. Um, the real challenge is going to be, you know, again those those state governments that are, you know, have the same mindset as the guy that's in the, in the Oval Office. And, you know, things being opened up when they shouldn't be opened up yet. And there's still, you know, there's still a lot of things being done in terms of testing, in terms of, you know, uh, in terms of just getting people to do the social distancing things that they're supposed to be doing. <laughs> And right now, we're, we're just seeing spotty results. Some places are, you know, you'll see cases plateau or, you know, the curve being flattened as they've been putting out in the media in terms of, you know, that specific term. Um, mm -hmm. But it's it's hard to say how the nation's going to deal with this collectively because there's not a collective response. There's mm -hmm. just something, you know, there's people doing it the right way. There are states and governments that are doing the right way. And then there are those that are like, okay, what the heck are you guys doing? You're trying to kill us all. <laughs> you know, it's mm -hmm. just, mm -hmm. you know, so we gotta unify on things. Yeah, I mean, and that is, you know, that's something. If our if our colleague Dominique was here, he'd probably be on a rant right now. Yeah. <laughs> but, but um, you know, 
I think from a technology perspective, and I can honestly say this when it comes to public schools, you know, even all the, you know, all the way up to secondary and higher education, that there's going to be more of a reliance on effective technology than ever before. And the disparities from in terms of access to that technology, we're already seeing it. You know, everybody doesn't have access to fast internet. Everybody doesn't have access to hardware that they can, you know, take home and, you know, flip open the laptop or go to a desktop, you know, and, and access their courses online. You know, and this is at every grade level. And this is something that states now are are scrambling, states and county and local municipal governments are scrambling to solve. So it's going to be very interesting to see how, you know, these same governments deal with the same thing. And it's also going to be interesting to see how regular people deal with it. <laughs> because, you know, you know, folks like us, like, um, for example, you know, my side hustle is doing websites and, and, and refurbishing things. Dave's like, Dave likes putting the PCs together and what, you know, what we might end up doing down the road is, you know, seeing, you know, somebody that needs something and just putting something together and saying, hey, here's a laptop, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. or hey, you know, here's a desktop. Here's your fam- you know, you know any families that don't have one or don't have access to Internet? You know, cities may, municipalities may band together and say, hey, look, we need to solve this problem for the folks that are in our population that don't have access to these things. Mm-hmm. And you know, I think those questions are going to really be answered one way or the other, you know, in the, in the next couple of months as this reaches its peak and as, the American, yeah, and as the American public just says, hey, this is what we're dealing with. What are you guys going to do about it? So, you know, it's funny that you, you mentioned the, the response. So it, it's um, so on the on the tech side, you know, we've seen a bunch of like streaming channels They'll, you know they're like hey you can have i think uh sling just oh, just d- did a, a special where from 5 p.m to midnight you can just use sling for free and you've seen you've seen all of these uh tech companies with the uh, uh let's see. yeah stadia yeah stadia is now free for two months so like it's interesting seeing how stuff's coming out so here's here's the yeah. thing that you know I won't get too much on a, a rant about our ISPs, but I find it interesting that <laughs> that now all of a sudden the internet is just you know is great, but now but but now we don't have to worry about data caps anymore because <laughs> uh, because now we have to use the internet for video conferencing and distance learning and all that kind of stuff but before oh you we need data caps because so we can keep people too many people from getting i don't know whatever their bs excuse that they come up with but now i think we're seeing that data caps on or at least on broadband i would even argue on the mobile space but <laughs> but uh but just data caps in general aren't aren't needed like why do I have a terabyte of, of data and that's it? Like I pay you this amount of money for this yeah. amount of speed. This is what I should get all of the time. <laughs> I shouldn't get to a certain point and now I'm only getting 12, 12 megs. No, that's not what I pay for, right? <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> but uh, so I think we're gonna see a bunch of net neutrality stuff coming out. Maybe in the future. Well, well, I don't. know. Maybe not under this administration. But uh, but I won't. I won't. <laughs> I won't comment more on that. I'm a federal employee, so I will not. <laughs> I will not. But uh, 
But uh, in 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 the meantime, yeah. I, all I will say is like when when November comes, just just vote for somebody. Vote like just mm-hmm. don't complain about anything if you don't if you ain't gonna vote. <laughs> True. But um, yes. but uh, I'll, I'll I'll keep my political leanings. Um, <laughs> actually, that's actually an interesting uh thing about our podcast. So. We're not all on the same page when it comes to politics. I actually lean more conservative. Herb is more liberal. Herb and Dominique, especially Dominique. Uh, Dominique, <laughs> Dominique is militant. <laughs> so like, it kind of it gives us a really good like collection of thoughts. We're not like all single minded. We kind of try to have a diversity of thought and all that. So we're you know, but uh, I always say it's, it's always good to follow people you don't agree with, so you know. So you understand their point of view. And I always say you don't oh, necessarily yeah. have to agree with someone. You're not obligated to agree with someone, but you are obligated to understand why they believe that way. Like, I'm a Christian, right? Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. Why, why, you know, if I talk to an atheist, why are you an atheist? You know, it's good to understand that. I might not agree with you, but at least I understand why you don't believe in God. <laughs> so People open mind. Right. Yeah. So, but, uh, all right, enough about that. But, uh, <laughs> um Tangent. I know, right? <laughs> See that? You know, it's funny. Herb just talked to me about this. So he was like, "We need to yes. stop going on these ta- on these tangents." What do we do? Go on the tangent. The tangent. <laughs> but uh, maybe I could just oh, edit I this out. You. I don't know. But um, all right. I think that's that's about all I had as far as questions. Um, we definitely appreciate you being here with us. Um, so before we leave, just let our listeners and viewers now like, let us know how can they get in contact with you, how can they view your content, all that stuff, all the socials, all of that. Oh, for sure. So you can find me on YouTube, Instagram, and Twitter at TechMeOut, and that's spelled T-E-C-H-M-E-0-U-T. So just like the word TechMeOut, but with a zero instead of an O. All right. Is there a... I'm the same on all. (laughs) I've noticed um, on all of your social media platforms and your website, you don't mention what your actual name is. Is it possible we can get that? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> or, or are you keeping it? Are you keeping it? Hey man, I had to try. I had to try. Oh, but no, man. if you want, if yeah. you want to stay, stay mysterious, that's perfectly fine with me. I, I just thought I, I just, just I, I thought I'd shoot my shot, as it were. No worries. Yeah. Please, please let that woman stay covert. Please, <laughs> please. But um, yeah, I would think. Well, first, thank you. Thank you, Tech, Tech me out for joining us, man. It was a, I mean, I was, I was excited once I found out Dave landed this. I was just like, wow, yeah, this is dope, and it lived up to everything I, you know, I was expecting. You know, keep doing your thing, uh, keep grinding. You know, um, one thing that I wanted to get out there really quick, um, in light of some news that we got today, some really good news in terms of um, HBCUs and esports. Uh, Johnson C. Smith and Hampton uh, have both established official esports um, presences on their campuses. One has an official esports curriculum and program at Johnson C. Smith, and the other, you know, has a business has a business curriculum that they're developing at Hampton University. Um, the one thing that we kind of introduced, a, you know, a couple of months back, uh, is the uh, Black Techies. Um, HBCU Esports Initiative, and that's a mission for us and for anybody else out there that wants to see, you know, competitive esports on HBCU campuses there. So we're recording and, and creating a registry of any and everybody, every program that 
club, team, whatever, that, you know, starts a presence on their own campus. So when you, you know, for those of us that are watching or listening to the podcast, if you are interested in getting a presence started on your campus, please do so. Get together with your homies. If it's just college basketball, if it's NBA, 2K, it doesn't matter. Um, you know, approach your student government associations, create clubs, approach your, you know, your administrations, your leadership, because this is a, a, a an avenue of revenue, not just for students, but for attracting students to HBCUs. And it's, I mean, if you got... Especially you know, now. Like, you ain't doing yeah, that in any way, especially. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, if you got you know you know spots like Seton Hall, University of Maryland, Cal State Northridge, you know having esports teams and raking in millions and millions of dollars, there's no reason why HBCUs can't do the same thing. Can you imagine if during this whole quarantine that we had esports tournaments between HBCUs? Like like right now, like you just just from your computer, you you playing exactly. League of Legends or call of duty or something like i i think that would be that would have been really really i mean they're kind of doing that now but um not well, not with the colleges but they're doing they're, they're doing it at the pro level but uh yeah so uh like we said at the beginning make sure you follow us on twitter at the black techies follow us on facebook facebook.com slash the black techies podcast don't forget the podcast part uh yep. And, of course, our website, theblacktechies.com. And, of course, follow Tech Me Out on all of the of her socials. And normally, normally we would end our podcast with a hearty hail Wakanda. But I think I think that you should give the, the final, uh, your your traditional ending to your videos for, as far as the ending to this podcast. Oh, yes. All right. I think that would be appropriate. Well, right, 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 right. <laughs> Yes, sir. Well, I'd like to say thank y'all for taking the time out to let us tech you out. Ah, there we go. <laughs> yeah. Hey, <laughs> <that show>. Yeah. <laughs>